live. Not really, but we're... Oh, we're, we're recording. We're, we're back again. Yeah, we're live at some point in time. Yes. Uh, on a beautiful day here in Cleveland, Ohio. Beautiful. The birds are chir- birds chirping. Birds are chirping. Oh, yeah. People are out here mowing their lawns. Oh. We're outside. If you, you probably can hear. Well, it's the ambiance. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. It's That's a happy, a happy day. Yeah. Skies aren't gray. The skies are blue. I'll take it. Oh, uh, clouding the sky. But, uh... We are, it was a Thursday at 8 o'clock tonight. The Browns schedule releases. We'll, uh, we'll have a video for that coming up. But uh, today we are going to do our little wrap-up of the NFL draft. Um, you know, what you think of the draft? I liked it a lot. I think it's the best that we could do without a first-round pick, in well, my when, opinion. When your first first overall pick is Deshaun Watson, um, I think that's a pretty big, uh, big draft for you. And they, you know, um, they had nine overall selections, and I think a lot of those guys could are about three of them. I think are probably going to end up playing this year, and some of them are going to be key cornerstone pieces for the next coming years. Um, you know, Jerome Ford. I, mean, I think that's your immediate. Um, replacement for don't say it don't say it i don't like it i don't i don't want to have that uh, idea in my mind it's very very similar running style i like it um it's these are all hypotheticals you don't know what they're gonna do but um they you you draft ahead for these things so you're prepared um but we'll we'll start off as the night went on first round goes on brown uh Set pretty steady. Um, the receiver board went really quick in the mid first round. Very quick. Uh, I believe, I think three or four receivers in a row. They just started flying off, yeah. man, like quick. Yeah. But then, like, I, I kind of waited. I was I was traveling during the the draft, but you know, I was like, all right, 44, 44, 44 hit, and then it's like Browns traded their pick. Right. I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we said that we were sitting at 44 with the first pick in round. Round two, a um, couple different options. Um, you know, you had Sky Moore. You probably could have taken a look at John Mechie the second. Um, he turned out to be the pick in uh, at pick forty four for the Houston Texans. Um, but the Browns went and moved the pick, which um, you know I I thought at that point in the day that that's what was probably going to happen. Considering how the board was going, um, I like it though because yeah. it, it gave us so many more picks. Yeah, they 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 had to move back twenty four spots, but they they gained um, two fourth rounders and a third rounder, which I um, think led to them the, the having six, having the trade though. Yeah, sixty eight, um, one twenty four, and one oh eight were the picks that they got. From the trade with Houston, so that would move us to 68, and our first pick of the 22 NFL Draft, our new corner and Martin Emerson the second, um, or junior, sorry, MJ Emerson, um, out of Mississippi State. Uh, I, I thought it was a very interesting pick. Caught me off guard at the time. I'm like, all right, um, that's weird, but but hey. there there were reports going on a couple weeks ahead of time that. Don't be surprised if the Browns take a defensive back with their first pick. Um, 
So, I mean, when I read that, I'm like, why would they do that? But then again, this is a pass-first uh, NFL uh, teams. It can send out different kinds of receivers, you know. So it helps to have different kinds of cornerbacks, you know, different sizes, or guys that... he's a taller dude. Yeah, quite he, big. He's, he's very big, um, very physical, uh, corner that you could kind of, you know, pair all over the place, you know. You got Greedy and Emerson that can give you that physicality and size. And then Denzel and Greg Newsom, they're a little smaller and can play in the slot but still be very physical with uh, um, smaller receivers. So I thought it was a very interesting pick. I liked it a lot. Um, He was a young guy that you kind of got to work with. So you can't really expect him to be, um, you know, a day one starter. I do see him playing a lot. I feel like he's going to be like a possessional guy, like more of like a shorter type of field, like maybe, you know, on like on like on their own 30-yard line when people, right. the other team, opposing team is going into like the red zone area. I think that's when you kind of use him because he's big and cover kind of the tight ends that you kind of want him to, especially when you got to constantly go against, you know, like Mark Andrews and um, Travis Kelsey's of the world. Uh, you kind of need those guys, bigger guy that can kind of cover sure. cover the big tight ends that are coming more popular and popular. So I'm for it. I like it. But I said, I, I wasn't really looking, didn't really see it at first, but then the trade for with Troy Hill was, uh, that, that happened, sparked it. That happened on day three. Um, you know, it kind of made more sense after the trade, Troy Hill trade. Um, you know, you have a little more versatility with the size and you're, you know, on your roster. Uh, where with Troy Hill you were kind of limited at slot, at slot or nickel. Um, you know you like to see Greg Newsom pop in there. It kind of gives you a lot of different looks. Um, you know even with AJ Green who took a big step forward, I and I believe he's going to be a lot better this year too. Agree. Um, it's going to be a big move. Uh, one one thing about Martin Emerson that I really liked that I saw on his tape was his tackling ability in the run game. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's very underrated. Um, he he attacks the runner at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we have a lot of defensive backs that were labeled as bad tacklers, but I think adding someone like Emerson could really help this defensive backfield in secondary. Um, but moving forward, we'll go to pick 78. Um, the board was kind of falling once again at another positional lead. And uh, defensive end. And uh, this is a guy that was mocked to us in a couple different mock drafts. Uh, a little bit off the radar for a lot of guys. And for and, me, too. Uh, I didn't um, see it coming. Alex Wright, a defensive end out of uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Um, he, he, what stands out to me about him is his size. Um, kind of got a similar build as Jadavian Clowney. He's your, he's your big end, is what they would call it. Um, he's a very run-heavy, like a run-stopper, um, which I think would be a nice compliment with Connie if they are to bring him back. Um, or even to put on the other side for now. Um, I wouldn't say that's a bad option. But he's definitely a, a good guy to have on your team to, to mold for the next couple of years, and hopefully he can be your... Uh, your, your bookend with Miles Garrett. So, um, 
you know, I, I like that pick too. I thought it was a very solid pick. I mean, the thing is, like, we need all these kind of players in these positions, and we weren't just grabbing people that were like, oh, these, this person is really good. We're just going to grab it. You know, it was very much like our positional needs were filled. Yeah, and you know, what, what a lot of people don't think about when you draft um, is most of the time you don't want to draft for need. This is what great NFL GMs do. Um, you know, that's kind of Andrew Berry's uh, philosophy is, you know, you want to draft the best player available or on your board. You know, Martin Emerson might not have been the best player on the board, but if you go look at the bronze board, it, it might have been a lot different. They value they value a corner more than they would value a receiver at that pick. Exactly. I don't think they went into the draft thinking we're going to get rid of Troy Hill. We're going to trade Troy Hill. I think it was like, okay, we like this guy. He thinks I think they'll he'll fit our organization well. And I think that's when they went for it. It was like, okay, same thing, you know, with majority of these guys. All these guys they saw on the board. Sorry, I got bad allergies. Well, there's allergy season. I am congested too. Um, but yeah, I think they saw these, some of these guys on the board, and we're like, okay, well, they fit well in our, in our system. We believe in our own minds that this is the best person available for our team. I think that's the difference. Um, but you know, I, I like what they did. They were very uh, methodical with their selections. They took their time. They didn't just reach on anybody. Uh, they didn't trade up at all. They trade back uh, uh, two times. Um, and including a trade with the Rams, sending Trey Hill back there for a fourth rounder next year. Um, but the pick 99, uh, you know, towards the end of the night, or end of the third round, we took receiver David Bell out of Purdue. Big fan. Um, um, you know, if you had watched our pre one of our previous videos out about of the fourth round, um, I had... Uh, pointed out David Bell is one of my guys. Um, I definitely like him in the third round. Um, the way the board was falling, the uh, receivers were definitely kind of short on talent. But we needed and, one. And it got really thin at that point. Yeah. Um, and David Bell uh, led the big time, led the nation in receiving yards, uh, receiving yards, uh, receiving per reception. I think he had almost 1,300 yards this past year. Right. Um, you know, very, he's a possession guy. Um, I, I think he is probably one of the better receivers in the draft when it comes to controlling his body in the air, upper body control, um, route running skills, um, hands. You know, they, there's a big knock on his uh, athleticism. And uh, yeah, he that, like a four six. A lot, a lot of that reminds me of Jarvis Landry. Um, it's a, you know, hands first, possession, football IQ, plays with his heart kind of guy. There's a reason why he beat out Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, even Jamison Williams at one point for best receiver in the Big Ten. Well, he was, what, Big Ten receiver of the year. Yes. Which is, when you compare to those names, it's very impressive. So, I have a lot of high hopes for this this guy. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I think he's going to fit in pretty nice in, into the organization. All right. Um, I, I think it was a great pick for the Browns. Yeah. The um, big, the next one is a better pick, and I was getting real nervous with this one because this just kept happening, kept like falling and falling. It was, and falling. A, it was a guy that I went into the second round, but they went into 
build the the drama and I think it's a great value pick at yeah. 108. And I, I was I was texting him. I'm like, dude, I don't know if he. Like, I know we lay like what four or five picks like into the day, but I was like, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be last until us. Right. And he did. I don't well, know how. But. Well, day three was kicked off, and uh, in the third the third pick of the fourth round at 108, Brown took uh, the scary man out of Oklahoma, defensive tackle Perry on Winfrey. Um, you know, I, I've been very high on him. He's a hard hitter. Um, he plays, plays with a lot of energy. He has a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, definitely the highlight of the draft weekend was that pick. And his uh, his his uh, interview after, his press awesome. conference was awesome. Yeah. But I think really once we got Perry on, I'm like, okay, we got Perry, we got David Bell, and we got Emerson. I think those alone are solid enough to have – that we can feel comfortable with the draft. Right. It's a it's a very quiet draft for the Browns. They they had a good draft, but it was very quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they had they didn't take big names. And you know, taking big names is always not the the number one thing to do. Done it before. How, <laughs> how many times have these, dude? Oh my oh, god. <laughs> there's thirty two big names or fifty big names in a draft. You can take all of them, but really, in reality, ten of them are going to be good. And you know, it goes on for the, you know, for the rest of the draft. And not all of them are the first receiver or even the top five receiver that are taken. I mean, look at all those guys like, like Stephon Diggs was taken in the fifth round. All right, the, they say seventy-five percent of the NFL rosters are built on day two and three. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, the value of the picks were really good. Um, but back to Perry on Winfrey, you know, th- this was definitely a positional need that they had. And, you know, he was definitely one of the top prospects on the board at the time. And I, it just seems like a no-brainer to take him. Um, he's going to be playing the three technique a lot, um, kind of similar to what Malik Jackson was doing last year or Malik McDowell. Um, I, I think they still need to get a veteran nose tackle to pair with him. Um well, we'll see, unless they're really banking on Tommy Togiai to be that guy, um, or Taven Bryan. Um, but we'll, we'll go ahead and see. But I think Winfrey was probably um, our best value pick of the night. I'm not going to say he's the best pick because it's too early to call that right now. Um, but then they moved to 120, uh, 118. They traded that pick to Minnesota for 156. Which is a fifth rounder, and then they got a fifth rounder or a fourth rounder in next year's draft. Um, and with pick 124 that they got from Houston, they took Kate York, the kicker, out of LSU, arguably the best kicker in the draft. And we cut Chase McLaughlin the next day, right? <laughs> and uh, Chris, you blew it. <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of high to take a kicker, but uh, when it's a what has it has been a big part of your? You could argue that some of our games were lost because of poor kicking. Uh, I, I would, I can think of four or five games that came down to kicking. Um, yeah, I can name you every playoff game. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not, well, not, not for the Browns, right, right, right. Sure. right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a perfect, perfect example. Um, just about almost every playoff game came down to a field goal. Literally, yeah. And you had a rookie in Evan McPherson that knocked down a field goal in all three games to win the game. 
And I think that's a big deal um, when you're looking at taking Kate York in a draft. Um, same kind of uh, personality, very cocky. He wants to be great. You know, confidence is a, one of, I would say it's one of the number one points of having a great kicker. Um, you got to be confident because you miss a kick, you got to be able to come back and nail the next one. Um, you know, I feel like that wasn't a, a trend going on with a lot of our kickers in the last couple of years. Yeah. Hasn't been the same since Phil Dawson left us, but. Uh, Sad day. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. Uh, one of the highest percentage kickers in college football history. Um, you know, one of his biggest, I would say, flaws is kicking in close games. Um, there's a lot of times that they could have really poured on the lead, but he missed the field goal. Instead of it being a, you know, a four-point game, it's still a one-point game. And, um, you know, it's just a thing to work on, you know. I, I, I still like to pick. Um, you know, a lot of people criticize taking a kicker in the fourth round. But when it's become such a crucial point yeah. in the Browns' season the last couple of years, we need picking, it. I think it was a reasonable pick. Um, yeah. But to go on, we're going on to the fifth round. Um, I, I'd say another surprising pick, but it makes sense going forward. Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. Um, you know, big back. I'd say a very similar style of running as Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, just bounces off guys. I would say he's just like a bowling ball. He's not a one-arm tackle kind of guy. You've got to really try to make a play on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think you are right. and I think the whole uh, running back room is weird right now because we have five running backs. That you're probably all going to keep. Well, at least Look, for this it's, year. It's wild, though, because... Yeah, I mean, you see a bunch of potential in all of them, right? Yeah. So, but what do you do with five running backs? That's uh, so much. On top of our, our practice squad guys like Kelly, you know, I mean, we're well, probably not going to, I mean, he's not going to be on our team this year. Well, I'm just saying that we have a lot of potential, a lot of depth of that position. I understand the probably the prospect of probably getting rid of Cream Hunt after this year, and I don't like that, but. Or even this year. It's very, uh, it's, I don't He could be, be trade made at this point. Don't say it. But, um. I, you know, I think it's interesting because they're all, all five running backs do something a little bit different. Very much so, yeah. Um, you know, you got Nick Chubb that can kind of give you a little bit of everything. Cream's your, um, you know, you need more physicality uh, running the ball. Um, or you need a pass catcher. Cream's your guy. Um, then you got Dearness Johnson, who's a really good one cut back. Um, Definitely can change the pace of a game. I really saw him ending up somewhere else. But I, me same. I'm they, surprised that one bit. Yeah, they brought him back on a very cheap deal, which is very fortunate for them. Then you got Demetric Felton, which I I really don't see him as a running back. I, at and this I, point, I don't think they I, do either. I, I think that's why he drafted. Yeah. I, I, I believe I said this in one of our videos, that I believe that Demetric Felton is going to be used in a similar way of, as Jarvis Landry. I think so, too. He um, can I, run. I, I saw a couple times when Jarvis Landry was out, they lined him up in the slot a lot. Um, I, I think they're going to open up the playbook with him, and he's going to be more of a receiver yeah. uh, than a running back. And then Jerome Ford, um, I think he's the obvious replacement. 
uh, for Korean Pine. Um, but then again, we don't know yet. It's it's one of those things that it could what change. Two more picks, three picks. Um, I believe two, three more, okay. three more. Um, the next one is Michael Woods the second, the receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, I think this guy's a lot of upside. By the way, I'm just gonna right. go before we go in this. I think he's a lot of upside and. Yeah, yeah just, just one of those guys that transferred from Arkansas, came over to Oklahoma for this past season. Um, solid receiver, a lot of kind of the opposite of David Bell. Very great athleticism, good size, but not so great hands. He's not really your possession guy. Yeah. I kind of see him as your um, replacement for Rashard Higgins. I agree, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of issues yeah. with them going into the season and a lot of question marks, but a lot of question marks that could also just come back and be like, wow, he did really shine, or you can see some potential, or you can be like, wow, this guy's going to be a bust. I honestly, I don't know where to pinpoint him yet, but I think it would be either one. I don't, th- I don't know if he's going to be in the middle. I think it would be either good or bad. I'm not sure. Uh, but I, th- I think a lot of the, the tape that I've seen shows a lot of potential in him. So right. I'm excited to see it. We need depth of the receiver position, so I'll take it, but... I mean, I want another veteran in that locker room. And uh, another uh, another Boomer Sooner was uh, picked here in uh, the sixth round with Isaiah Thomas. Not the basketball players. Um, defensive end out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, I, I think this was a very underrated pick by them. Um, it's another guy that um, can kind of give you a different style of a pass rusher, uh, which is, you know, I, you want to you want to have uh, versatility in, you know, really all your position moves, um, even if it's receiver, corner, um, running back. Yeah, you're you, not getting the same you, guy. You want you want a different style of player that you can kind of pair like. You want to be able to pair guys like you want to have a run stuffer with a really good pass rusher, or you can send out two pass rushers at the same time, or package you know all three of them out there at once. Um, you know, and Isaiah Thomas can. I think he's got a little more balance to his game than uh, you know Alex Wright does. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure. This was what happened was, and uh, watching the film of Perry and Winfrey, you see a lot of Isaiah Thomas. And uh, he really jumped off the tape there, too. Um, I, I like him a lot. Um, I think it was a good pickup. Adds more depth to your defensive end room. That was pretty thin. Yeah, before the think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we Well, it's kind of like after the season, we kind of wiped house because we needed yeah. to. It's a, it's a little unfortunate. You're kind of just waiting to see what happens with Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. Um, Tech McKinley tore his Achilles, so he's probably not going to play any time this year. Um, you know, so adding two young guys to your defensive end room is really solid. You brought in Ch- uh, Chase Winovich from New England. I think that's a good pickup. Um, you got a Chris Weatherly from Minnesota. And then you brought in, um, man, I forgot his name. They brought him over from the Chargers. I think it's Isaiah Pascal okay. or Rochelle. I believe, yeah. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it, you got a little more depth there. I think you still got Porter Gustin. Um, so, 
kind of yeah. a little bit deep there. But still waiting to see what happens with Jadavian Clowney. Um, you know, yeah, one more pick, yeah. And uh, finally, Dawson Deaton, center out of uh, Texas Tech. Um, it's I think this was an obvious pick. It was definitely coming that they were going to go with an offensive lineman at some point in the draft. Um, you know, we released J.C. Treader in the beginning of the offseason. Um, I think you had to add depth there. Um, whether it's have him play guard, have him play center, you know, he even played tackle in college for a little bit. Um, you know, it's uh, I think it's just a smart move, just another guy to add. There's yeah. nothing you can really do wrong by taking offensive alignment in the seventh round. Do you think it's kind of a weird replacement for like Chris Hubbard long term? It possibly could be. Because uh, as I said, he does play a lot of different positions. And right. That's the whole reason why we have Hubbard. Right, um, you know, it's, the offensive line's kind of hard to call because, you know, you can you can take a guy in these late rounds at any position, and it, it, there's no not much risk to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, who the hell knows if any of these yeah, guys are going to make the team, yeah, you yeah, don't even know. Right, you take, a, you take an offensive lineman in the seventh round and expect him just to be a rotational piece for now, you got to say that's a pretty good pick, you know. That's an impact because, you know, uh, Nick Harris could go down week three. Yeah. And you need a center to play. But, you you know, you got Ethan Poichich that you picked up from Seattle. But, you know, if you feel better with Dawson Deaton playing, you have him and you can plug him in. And you feel a lot better with him there. Um, you know, that you, you want guys that can kind of play all over the offensive line a little bit. But having that that pick late is a good value because you can't really go wrong with drafting an offensive line. Center, believe it or not, is the safest pick you can have in the draft. Um, they they had they had a, a nice stat for when the Baltimore Ravens took um, um, they took their center out of Iowa. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the draft is fame and gone, so I'm not really thinking about prospects anymore. <laughs> but uh, they they went and took him out of Iowa, which I think is a great pick for them. But it is, uh, I think it's a 98% hit in the first round if you take a center, okay. which is, uh, you know, it, it doesn't get much safer than that. So the fun fact. You still have to know to throw the ball to. Or, right. That that is a big problem, um, but uh, hopefully he's not going to be sold by a pickup of Jarvis Landry. Just saying, right? That would suck. That'd be terrible. As right. a Browns fan, that'd be miserable. But whatever. Yeah. But I think that's about it, though. Yeah, I think, think that. I think that. I think that wraps up the draft. Um, wraps up the draft. Thanks for watching. Till next time. Go Browns.